Welcome to Songs and Stories, the not-for-musicians-only music podcast. Alrighty, welcome once again to Songs and Stories. I'm Michael Gaither, and this is Songs and Stories episode number 98. And for those of you that keep up on these things, uh, yeah, I know it's been a month since my last show, and uh, if you've missed me, thank you for noticing. Uh, it's been a, a busy October, and October always, I don't know why for me, spring and fall seem to be the seem to be the get. I can still talk as well. Seem to get the most busy music-wise. Uh, last month, we interviewed uh, Bryn Albanese and Dwayne English from the band Cafe Music, who I saw at Don Quixote's yesterday, and they just did a, a, an incredible performance. It's a five-piece band. They did everything from tango and swing to gypsy jazz, and somehow the the local tango society club got wind of it. So there are people actually tangoing around us while we were watching this wonderful music. It's incredible. Uh, they're coming back to the area in December at Mission City Coffee in Santa Clara. So if you're within your earshot of this, I recommend you go see them because I'm going again. But um, this is Songs and Stories number 98, and I think I'll give you a quick recap of what I've been up to, and then we'll stay with sort of our Central Coast theme. That's where, that's where Cafe Music is from, and that's where today's guest is from, too. Um, last month, I, I went to the Far West Folk Conference. This month, it was in Santa Clara, and I made the mistake of packing an entire conference weekend worth of stuff into one day. It started about 9 a.m. on Friday, went till about 4 a.m. Saturday morning, and I felt it for about a week afterwards because I'm not getting any younger. But uh, I got to MC one of the premier showcases and play really late upstairs in the Gorilla Showcases and Moderator Workshop and you know reconnect with a lot of cool people I just don't see enough. And it was a very inspiring, uh, exhausting in a good way kind of weekend. Also, I did another round of In the Rounds at the Corlitas Cultural Center, about five minutes from my house out here in the country. I did it with Steve Kritzer and Cherry Austin, and there's some clips up on my YouTube page, and there's also a couple up on my video page if you go to michaelgaither.com slash video. We played at Root on Smith Winery last weekend, um, and now I figure I'm home, and I have a couple of spare hours in the afternoon, so I need to do a podcast. So what's what we're going to do? Today we're going to be talking with Steve Key, songwriter Steve Key, who I met, I think, through the late, great God I Miss Him, Chuck McCabe, a few years ago. We lost Chuck back last summer, and Chuck was sort of, as someone said, the, the glue that held everybody together. And all these people that I've met through knowing Mr. McCabe has just been kind of amazing. And Steve Key, I think I met from a showcase that Chuck invited me to play at. But uh, Steve Key runs showcases down the Central Coast, everywhere from Morro Bay to Paso Robos, all points in between. I played a few of those, did a featured showcase uh, last or earlier this year, and I've done a little short, a number of short showcases for him. He's also a phenomenal songwriter, and he's one of these guys, you know, I, I, he has this air kind of like Chuck did, and kind of like there's the local guy Jerry Kay when they come up on stage. They're very unassuming, very low key. And they start talking and playing, and you're just mesmerized. And Steve has these wonderful songs that we're going to hear uh, in just a little bit. In fact, I think I'll keep my bantering short like I always promise I'll do, but I really will. Uh, Steve actually showed up at the house when he was playing at the Ugly Mug that evening um, a few months ago, and he sat around my kitchen table with a guitar in hand, so we just started yakking, and he started playing. So I'm not even going to do the whole song-clippy medley thing I usually do, and we'll just let Steve start talking. Uh, a couple of quick things. If you're new to songs and stories... 
You can find out all about this particular episode by going to michaelgather.com. It's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-A-I-T-H-E-R.com. And look for the section on Songs and Stories 98. Uh, you can also go to stevekey.com. That's S-T-E-V-E-K-E-Y.com. As well as songwritersatplay.com, which is the site for the showcases that he runs. And he does a lot of these, and I found out he's been doing it for a long time. And we'll talk about that, then I'll recap it at the end. But let's get going here. Uh, here's Steve Key around my kitchen table talking about songs, songwriting. Our Carmen, Carmen? Common. I saw my friend Carmen at a gig on Sunday. That must be a, a Freudian slip. Our common backgrounds in journalism. And I think I'll pick this up when we were uh, sort of praising the, uh, the, uh, the wonderful unlimited lifetime warranty of IntelliTouch tuners. So here's me and Steve Key sitting around my kitchen table listening to Steve play some wonderful songs. I think I'm recording. So I started a, I was talking and then I stopped because I said if I start talking this is when I forget things that are cool to say and I forgot <laughs> what I was talking about. That's all right. This is about as professional as the Pierce. Oh, the tuners, the IntelliTouch tuners, which I'm sitting here with Steve Key obviously talking about tuners. Um, the IntelliTouches are great because I wish they would sponsor me. I should actually contact them. They um, have this unlimited, uh, unlimited lifetime warranty. I had one for a few years, and one of the flat arrows on the left-hand side just died. And I called them and I said, I asked about getting it looked at or whatever. And the guy goes, well, "Just send it back, or just um, send it back to us, and we'll, we'll give you a new one." And I go, "Really?" And he goes, "Yeah, it was it was during the Christmas season. I got a new one in like three days." And then last year. One of the um, the screw that holds onto the clip thing just came out of the gig somewhere, and I couldn't use it anymore. And so I called him to see if I could buy a couple of screws. They said, "No, we'll send one to you. You know, warranty unlimited, just whatever you need." <laughs> so for a forty-five dollar tuner, that's pretty much there for the for the duration. It's a pretty good deal. That's a nice Larrabee guitar. It's actually loud. Uh... So the case is Larry, oh, okay. but I, that's, that's what takes you out. And that the font kind of um, surprised me, too. My original case um, didn't hold up too well, oh. so I ended up just buying a case in a music mm-hmm. store that just happened it, to fit the guitar. It worked. It worked. So I thought we'd totally wing this one. Like my wife was saying earlier, normally you drive up. Normally we're driving your way. You actually drove our way today because I might go down to one of your showcases. So oh, I yeah. Thought I, I, what, what I wanted to do is, I guess, we'll just talk about... Um, Kind of what's your background in song? I mean, you spent some time in Nashville, and you had yep. you've had some people cover your songs, mm-hmm. and you've played you've played the the, the festival and in the, in the circuit quite a bit. But now you're kind of stationed in Central California. Yet shipwrecked in paradise. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> there's worse places to end up. Uh, there, there are indeed. I guess um, maybe I don't know. It's yeah. kind of full circle. I, I yeah. grew up in the Bay Area. I went to San Jose State. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, even worked in Santa Cruz for a while. Mm-hmm. I, I worked at Good Times. Really? Uh, yeah, did did my internship there, and then uh, uh, after college, was my first job uh, was working for a while. They had uh, a, a Bay Area uh, edition of Good Times. Uh, they had an office in Campbell, and mm-hmm. so I was running around the South Bay. Uh, really, doing the. Uh, the Night Moves column. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, running around. Uh, what year was this? What years are these? Oh, that must be um, late seventies, early eighties. Okay. I guess. Uh, I guess uh, I would have been working for Good Times, uh, seventy nine, eighty, somewhere mm-hmm. in there. Okay. 
that was kind of my my formidable music days locally. You know, mm -hmm. and I just really started getting, getting into songwriting and music, and or just or discovering songwriters and music, and, and actually getting out and seeing a lot of music was about that time. So I probably read your work for a long time. I didn't realize it. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me play a tune that uh, okay. I didn't write, but was kind of influential on me back then. Okay. Uh, one songwriter I was following a lot then was uh, Steve Seskin. Mm -hmm. And and these days a lot of uh, a lot of songwriters and followers of, of, of the songwriters uh, know him as a hit writer in, in Nashville. He's had eleven number one hits. Uh, for Tim McGraw and a bunch of other people. Mm -hmm. But um, when I was following him, he was like. The, the do-it-yourselfer, put out your own album, and I mean, I remember there was a, a book. Back then it was probably, uh, probably a lot harder to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had uh, an author named Diane Swart Rappaport had a, a book out, How to Make and Sell Your Own Record, and mm -hmm. and Kate Wolf and Steve Seskin were like the stars of the book. Uh, wow. they, they were the ones who were making a decent living, mm -hmm. um, playing the local clubs, playing the folk circuit. Yeah. And, um, so I picked up a copy of, uh, of Steve Seskin's first album, which it was a, a big budget album. He thought he was going to be on Columbia Records yeah. or something, and uh, and it didn't happen. He called it Steve Seskin and Friends' Greatest Hits, <laughs> and um, and I thought it was a great. I still have the record actually. Yeah. I, I think it came out in about seventy six, seventy seven. I got my copy at Underground Records in San Jose for ninety nine cents. I used to shop there. And I, I introduced this song with the bridge from another song because I just love this bridge. Just just knowing where Seskin ended up is mm -hmm. like one of the darlings in Nashville. Um, the song called Merry Go Round has a bridge. Uh, goes, uh, the boys from L.A. say, why don't you write a hit song? I said, excuse me, gentlemen, but I did not know. All these years I've been trying to write just failures But now that you told me Think I'm gonna run right home And let one go <laughs> Come on. See if I remember my chords here Can't 
That's the best time to write Daytime's a little slow for me Give me that old night light But it's 4 a.m. now, you see Honey, it's getting a little late Time to put your mind to rest, boy Let it float away Oh, but I wanna be a poet and a minstrel A lover of all time Wanna do the things I wanna do I know I'll be there in my prime Yeah, when the music is over They're gonna say that boy got his job done Now this was Steve Seskin in France He had two people singing harmony Doing this part going song i've never heard that before well it's not one you're going to hear him play anymore he's kind of disavowed all of his mm. pre-nashville stuff mm -hmm. you know um i guess a lot of writers are like that um the stuff that you wrote 30 years ago you probably don't want to be thinking about all that much um, yeah unless for some reason the inspiration strikes you or some, some something in that song kind of comes to mind and you feel like playing it yeah still works for me yeah yeah so, um, so you've got a lot of roots in Santa Cruz, then. You've spent a lot... What was your major at San Jose State, by the way? Journalism. And, and my major there was radio, television, and film, oh. also at San Jose State. Yeah. I tried that for a little bit, yeah. um, and I did take some, some classes in, in, in radio, TV, mm -hmm. um, but there's just something about seeing your name in print, you know, and, and, and I know. just... I mean, being on TV and radio, that's pretty cool, too, but, but I, I really... Love newspapers. I always yeah. enjoyed newspapers. Well, I wrote for the Santa Cruz Sentinel for about mm -hmm. 11 years. I was a stringer for, like, I think, 9 or 10 years. And I, I still go down every Friday morning and get a paper and see. It was exciting to see your name in print. Right. It, never, right. it never got old. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So how long were you at? You were in Nashville for a while. I was. Um, lived there for about five years. Mm -hmm. Was a frequent visitor for a few years before then. Mm -hmm. It was sort of um, a surprise that a country singer would take an interest in one of my songs. Mm -hmm. I, I was out on the folk circuit in the Northeast right. with occasional forays into the Midwest and, of course, going down to the big songwriters festival at, in Kerrville, Texas. Right, right. And, and, and one of the two songs that I entered in the, the songwriting contest that particular year um, uh, was a song that later interested uh, country singer Kathy Matea. Mm -hmm. and, and she found it at... Um, a songwriter show uh, in New York, a, a group called uh, the Fast Folk Review. Mm -hmm. Jack Hardy and, uh, and the writers I knew in New York were uh, celebrating the tenth anniversary of, of their their uh, endeavor, Fast Folk Musical Magazine, and my song was included in that show. And Kathy was there at the invitation of Julie Gold, who wrote From mm -hmm. a Distance. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. um, 
I, I saw Julie in Nashville a couple years later, and, and she looked at me, and she kind of scowled at me. And I didn't even know she knew who I was. Mm-hmm. But she just looked at me. She didn't say hello. She, she just looked at me and says, I want you to know I'm the one who brought Kathy to that show. <laughs> <laughs> and that song was... Oh, it's called, yeah. I call it Record Time. Mm-hmm. It has a repeating line of 33, 45, mm-hmm. 78. I I'll, have that CD with her version of your song on it. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah it was uh, So you got three recording. cents for me at some point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whatever you get in mechanical, seven cents or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was just amazing. And Kathy discovered the song mm-hmm. and, um, and recorded it pretty soon after. I, I got to see her perform the song about a month after she first heard it. Uh-huh. She, uh, I was living in Washington, D.C. at the time, and she came down to this club called the Birchmere and played the song in front of two or three hundred people. And, nice. And then uh, later that year, I saw her at Wolf Trap in front of, I think, 4,000 people uh, playing the song. Wow. Yeah, that was pretty There's nice. some validation for you. Big time. <laughs> yeah. Big time. Yeah, I love Kathy Matei. You want to play that for us? Oh, why not? Yeah. And it's uh, the cable's in the right spot. Look at that. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I used to do everything up in G, and and then started realizing my voice uh, was going a bit lower these mm-hmm. days, and so I, I I dropped everything down a, a step, and so I, I now pl- play it like this. Makes them so. sound different. Like an old turntable Three speeds going nowhere fast I hesitate at the door to the future Holding on to my bittersweet past Me and all of the percolators Me and all of the rotary phones Me and all of my vinyl records Warped and scratched and out of date 33, 45, 78, goodbye They got houses in a couple of cities and I'm still singing the hometown blues. Me and all of the driving movies, me and all of the afternoon papers, me and the free form radio, fading in and out of date. 334578 going gone now. War machine. I wonder if I'm stuck in the past or if it all repeats just like a CD. I'm following the railroad line. It's another job in another town. I skip around in record time. I try not to notice the candle burn down. But me and all of the Rust Belt workers, me and all of the hot tech printers. All of the family farms Auctioned off and out of date 33, 45, 78 Singing Whoa, the birth of Lady And whoa, the rotary phone And all of my vinyl records Warped and scratched and out of date 
Feeling like a 我们开始在这个方向，我们开始在这个方向，我们开始在这个方向，我们开始在这个方向，我们开始在这个方向，我们开始在这个方向，我们开始在这个方向，我们开始在这个方向，我们开始在这个方向，我们开始在这个方向，
I did a show with a storyteller a couple of months ago, and they wanted to book us there, and they were trying to start do music there, and I went out and talked to them. I said, sure, we could come out and do this with a couple of musicians, and Erica, the storyteller, and they said, yeah, we'd like to do music, but we don't really know how to start doing it, and my wife and I have talked about doing house concerts here, and I thought, well, here's an art gallery with a stage right. out in the country, mm-hmm. so I've, I, we did, I've done two, I, did, I hosted a show in, in May, uh, played last month, I'm doing an in the round in a couple of weeks, and I'm hosting a show again in, in um, August is the next month. So it's, like, it's really a good thing, I think, to be able to find spaces where you can present other performers and present yourself sometimes as well, but also people that maybe can't play the bigger venues. Right. You can give them a place to play. You know? And the thing about um, back in the 70s, there were, there, there were so many more places to play around here in Santa Cruz, and maybe it's the same down that way. People ask me, I want to come play in Santa Cruz. Where, where can I go? I go, well... Yeah, you know, um, there's Don Quixote's if you can bring in a crowd. That's kind of the prereq, and they have to do that. Sure. I, and you know, um, there's a restaurant in Santa Cruz that hosts music, and you're usually playing for tips. Yeah. Um, there's a few house concerts if you can get into that circuit, which is tough because everybody wants to do it because that's the place to play. So, there really are. It really is hard to find places to play, and especially uh, the off nights. You know, yeah. my showcases now are uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. And we had a, a band drop in last night, um, a six-piece jazz group that's actually playing tonight at Moe's Alley uh, oh, wow. in Santa Cruz. Um, They're a wonderful six-piece group from, from Denver, and, yeah. and they had no place to play in San Luis Obispo, but they were willing to, to come in and do a half an hour on my showcase. Wow, nice. Yeah, and they were great. And so how long have you been in sh- showcases? So you do them from, basically from Paso Robles down as far as... Not currently, not currently doing Paso Robles, that Mexican restaurant. You, oh, you, that's you right. Played, I, I decided that uh, a very popular Mexican restaurant is maybe not the best place for a songwriter showcase. You know, the, the, <laughs> the people that actually listened were when I, cause I played I did the feature set a couple of months oh, yeah. ago, and it was really nice. And, and uh, in fact, Lee, who you're playing with tonight at the Ugly Mug, also played that night. And we were oh, right, we, we were right. joking afterwards because during, I think during his set. The, the the cook was carrying buckets of lard in front oh, of the no. stage, and when I was playing, kind of like the feature set, the dishwasher was carrying the rubber mats dripping <laughs> along the floor. Yeah, you know, yeah. and it, everybody was really nice. It was just sort of an odd space to play. Well, you got to come down on our, our Tuesday night when we do it at the, the Steinberg Gallery in, in San. That Rosa sounds Bispo. nice. Oh, it's a really good. I'm finding room. galleries and music really go well together. I think so. Playing, I think playing around art is just it's a nice yeah. space. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it feels like a good place to be, uh, yeah. and they do uh, concerts uh, occasionally, um, not every night of the mm-hmm. week, um, and they do have a little cafe in there so you can get some food, beer and wine, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, the other three locations I've got right now, I uh, just started doing a Monday in Morro Bay at a, a restaurant that's that's not your listening room, it's kind of a casual space. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not quite as bad as a sports bar or... Uh, yeah. Or you know Mexican restaurant, but but it's a restaurant. People go and not necessarily are listening to the music. Yeah. But but this past Monday was our first show, and we're going to try and build it up and see if we. Yeah, can and those kind of places, it. it's I, well, I always say you, you try them out because sometimes you might find a crowd that all of a sudden they go, oh, there's music here. Yeah, it takes a while to kind of build it up and decide whether you want to keep pursuing it or whether it's worth it or whether the crowd even likes it or. The, the showcase that I'm missing tonight in in, in Grover Beach is is, is a nice room where it's not quite the bar and it's not quite the dining room. It's a separate, almost like a sunroom that's been added mm-hmm. uh, outside the restaurant. 
uh, and it's right on the beach, just a gorgeous that location. Um, so yeah, we've been doing that on Wednesdays for a couple of months. That's working out, and mm-hmm. the and the Thursday show in, in Santa Margarita is now our our oldest location, a little bit more than a, a year mm-hmm. old, and really nice small town turnout for uh, for the shows there. Good, good. So uh, I I look forward to that every week. Yeah, when I when I, I did our, our gin show out here in Coralitas at the gallery last month, um, a guy played with me. We had kind of a small turnout. Then I realized in hindsight it was the Saturday of. It's one of those things where you're scheduling multiple people. It's like the only night everybody could play, and it was. It turned out it was the it was the the eve of Father's Day. <laughs> it was solstice weekend, and there were all still lingering graduation parties. I mean, there oh, was, yeah. there was no good weekend in June to book a show, you know. And so, and but somebody there said, you know, these things take a year to get going, you know. And the people Sometimes. that are going seem to like it. Yeah. So, and it's kind of the people that are going. They're they're really not locally from the. They're really off my list, and they're not mm-hmm. really from out in the country. But they're they're showing up, and they like it. So these kind of these kind of you know. Events you do, you just try them out for a while. Hopefully, they build. Right, right. Yeah, but it's great that you. If one doesn't work out, you just kind of pack it up and go to another one. Pretty much. You know, and what you're doing, you're bringing people into like bars and restaurants, and you're giving musicians a place to play. And I, I've talked to a lot of people that are, that are, that are like coming through. That say, "Where can I? I'm going down. Where can I? I go. Give Steve Key a call. He's probably <laughs> got. He probably has an opening somewhere this week. Somewhere. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, it's good for you. It's really good you're doing that. Thanks. Yeah. I know I, I do my one a month here. That's that's plenty, but you know it keeps you busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let me hear something else. Okay, I'll tune this up a bit here. Yeah. So do you still write fairly regularly, or you kind of wait for the muse to come to you? Or well, I've never been a real regular writer, but yeah. if if a project comes up, I kind of like this thing in February. Um, Called the February Album Writing Month. Have you encountered that? No, no. Well, you can look it up. Uh, F A W M FOM dot org. Okay. On on the web, the February Album Writing Month, and they challenge you to write fourteen songs in the month of February. Oh, I've heard about this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've expanded. They now have some crazy thing over the summer where they try and get you to write sixty songs in ninety days. It's in, insane. But, you know, I, when I was in Nashville, I caught the co-writing bug. Mm-hmm. And and this is a way to meet other writers mm-hmm. online and, and yeah, use some co-writing. Really, yeah. um, so I'll play you one of my co-writes from February. Um, and I actually um, got this song started with, uh, with, with two writers, you know, pitching ideas in various mm-hmm. places. And two guys wrote me back at the same time and said they wanted to write this song. <laughs> so, uh, so it was my idea. And as a quick, quick aside, too, co-writes are great because you, if you have songs that you you can't seem to finish them, they, they right. just don't quite work. If you just give it to somebody else and say, "What do you think you can do?" And I got a friend of mine, actually, who's playing at the Ugly Mug in August with me. We're playing together, and so I have I had a, a song about technology that just was a hat. It was two two verses and a really good chorus, and I, I didn't know where it was going, so I gave it to him. I said, "Here, you take it." Mm-hmm. And I got a, a local friend, John Cirillo, who gave me a song about Santa Cruz a couple of years ago. And he said, "I have this song about Santa Cruz, but it's more like something you'd write." And I said, "What is there a mule in it? A donkey? <laughs> is it about how he's?" He goes, "No, no, it's just it's got a lot of locales." So I took it, kept about a third of it, added new stuff, gave it a reggae beat. So I got a new song out of it. John <laughs> got a co-write. Yeah, there so you go. Co-writes are great. You just find the stuff that maybe didn't quite work or somebody you want to work with. Yeah. Well, part of uh, part of this song came out of um, wanting to write with a guy in Santa Margarita, who mm-hmm. I met at, at the porch showcase, named 
Charlie Kleeman. And Charlie's one of these guys who can play a lot of different instruments, mm -hmm. usually backs up people on bass or mandolin or something, mm -hmm. and, and can play some solo stuff, but, mm -hmm. but hasn't really done a lot of writing on his own. Okay. So I would ask him to play, and he'd say, well, I don't really have a lot of originals. And then I would say, well, let's write some. Mm -hmm. So we've written four. Um, oh, nice. And so it really works, you two. Yeah. So, so Charlie had the idea for um, kind of the musical motif of this, the kind of talking thing, and mm -hmm. um, and a lot of the really good lyrics came from a guy in Maryland that I met when I was hosting showcases out in the Baltimore area, mm. uh, a guy named Aaron Nathans, and we had co-written the previous February, mm -hmm. uh, uh, done a song called "Like Riding a Bicycle." Mm -hmm. um, but uh, but anyway, I've been playing this one a lot. I feel like this is a a, a good story song, uh, something I, I want to hang on to. Let's see what you think. Billy got the bright idea. Hitchhiked to the nearest town. Find some guy to buy us wine and be back in camp before sundown. We missed the dinner call. Counselor got kind of mean. That bounty in our paper bag tasted like Kool-Aid and kerosene. The night was colder than shame. Shot. Shared beers with a girlfriend under a bridge. I was jolted by the gin I tried at midnight from my grandpa's rec room fridge. Bluffed my way into San Jose State. And Billy and I pledged Sigma Chi. It was beer pong and jello shooters tasted like tang and life. Woke up one day in a hospital bed. My best friend is still standing by. It was Billy. Got this bright idea of sending me back to summer camp. Name and program had changed a bit. Now it's called the Rehab Ranch. So here I am for 
28 days, those counselors can get kind of mean. I'm drinking coffee by the quart, it tastes like river mud. Living clean. The night was colder than shame. That's one to hang on to. <laughs> well, thank you. Wow, that's a great song. I like the um, it's a technical note. I love the exact rhyming in the songs. A lot of a lot of people like do the sort of these slant sheet rhymes where the the, the, the last little sounds the same as the line before. It's right. You can do a lot of exact. Is that intentional or is that how it works? You can do a lot of exact rhyming. I notice. Or is it just is it kind of a happy accident or is it by design? I've studied. Songwriting. Yeah, I've spent a lot of time with. So I've noticed. With it, I've seen you play a few times. I've noticed that in a lot of your, <laughs> there's these nice, clean, exact rhymes. I can't say it's deliberate. Yeah. Maybe it's a happy accident. Yeah. Um, it's nice. It's nice. Yeah. But but yeah, I mean, I, I I do spend a lot of time studying the craft. Yeah. I like in this particular song the um, I was waiting for. It tastes like. What did the coffee taste like? Mud and. Oh, river mud and, and living clean. Because kerosene was the rhyme yeah. in the first, that was that was a nice oh, touch. Glad you stayed with us. On I this. did, I did. I was waiting for, I was waiting for kerosene again. It's like, oh, it's beautiful. What a great twist on, oh, this, good. on the same vowel sound. That's what we were trying to do. Yeah. yeah. Now I notice that, but people that don't write probably don't notice it. But psychologically, they get it. I'm hoping audiences continue listening that long. And uh, yeah, I, I think subconsciously it'll work. It, it yeah. took us a while to get the ending on that one. Yeah, uh, I, I like songs that kind of bring you back in a circle. That, Book ending, that yeah. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. There are times where I'll write the ending of the song shortly after writing the beginning and then try to fill in the middle section. I do that a lot. For me, yeah. it's like if I know where the song's going to end, like I still think back on joke writing. If I know the punchline, right. I kind of know how I'm going to get there. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what we were trying to do, have a couple of punchlines there at the that end. That was really good. Well, thanks. Nice. That, that one isn't recorded yet, then. No, no, yeah. uh, I haven't gotten a, a real recording. I, I, I have not been you that do active. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's on a podcast, and, yeah. and Charlie has a, a home studio. He's done a, a demo that's on my website. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I don't know if Aaron's done anything with the song. I haven't been in touch with Aaron since we wrote the song back in mm -hmm. February, so I don't know. I haven't really been all that active as a recording artist or mm -hmm. anything. Like like you said, I, I I keep pretty busy with the showcases. Just, that's what four nights a week typically. Right. Well, not typically. Yeah. It goes anywhere from one or two to fours. I think <laughs> more than I really should be taking. That's a on. lot of hauling your crap around. It, it, <laughs> it, it, yeah. Yeah. Some venues have some of that crap already there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but no, the, the the new showcase in Morro Bay is just a a totally blank mm -hmm. space. Um, well, it's kind of like I'm doing, doing the Nickel, which is down the street here, the open mic that I run. And mm -hmm. people have asked, people say, you should do this every week. And I'm like, are you nuts? Because <laughs> for me, doing that, I've realized that doing a gig like that means moving my gear four times. I finally realized it means right. moving it out of the house, into the car, from the car, into the venue. Right. And I bring everything because you don't know who's going to show up. Right. So, yeah, hauling gear is a big piece of it, too. It is. Yeah. And yet, I, I love the surprise of it. I love... Yeah. yeah. 
it's a challenge, you know, four times a week. I've got to come up with essentially. Well, because 20... you're scheduling these too. So I'm doing, I'm yeah, doing yeah. like a show oh, up. Yeah. Play. You're scheduling no, these things I don't, too. So. I don't like open mics because yeah. you get into a rut where I don't know if it happens with, with you, but I've seen it some open mics where the same players show up every time, and it's like, oh, I mean, it can be nice, but. But I, I like the freshness of just mm-hmm. you know a, a lot of uh, touring players and and bringing out some new locals and, yeah uh, and then mixing in the really good ones uh, mm-hmm. who, who keep coming back yeah it's fun that way so um, yeah I'm kind of tough when it comes to players who really aren't all that good I'll, I'll say well maybe you ought to play the open mic I don't think you want to play my showcase <laughs> well you know and because you're doing it's a showcase not an open mic right. and you guys and, and right. in your in your case you've got an audience to think about right. Indeed, yeah. yeah, that's a big yeah. piece of it too. So, yeah. so how do people find you on the web? Oh, I do you my gotta, best to be out there. Yeah. Uh, SteveKey.com. We set up a, a separate website for the showcases mm-hmm. uh, called SongwritersAtPlay.com. Uh, on Facebook, Songwriters at Play or Steve Key at Facebook. Um, whenever I Google myself, uh, I'm the first one that comes up under Steve Key. Isn't so. that reassuring? <laughs> when I, before I had my website, I Googled Michael Gaither when I thought, this is kind of an unusual name. It's not. Mm. And the, the first one was this, I, I got I to gotta write about this again. I'm working on a song about it, but the first one was this delinquent father in Indiana and like this, 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 this horrible photo <laughs> of this guy with his shirt off kind of staring at the camera and you know, there's a spelunker in Arkansas, and a, and a, and a guy who was sending bombs to the mail. And, and anyway, you find oh, no. you find all this now. I'm now because I've been doing my website for a few years. It's me up on top where it belongs. But, and and, you know. and of course, you can get a song out of. I have a friend in Baltimore mm-hmm. named John C. His last name is spelled S E A Y, and he wrote a song about googling John C's all over the country and uh, and and what he came up with. So um, it wasn't my idea, damn it. Oh, well, but I'm sure but no one's no one's done one about doing Michael Gaither, so I can probably get away with it. Yeah, there's a an actor in Chicago named Steve Key. Uh-huh. There's also several other musicians. Um one that I met in in Washington DC, a uh African American gospel singer right. and writer. Uh he he he's PH. He'll, he'll go by Stephen Key. Mhm. But we we even uh, you know we're we're Facebook friends and everything. Mm-hmm. So um, if he gets any of my mail, you know he yeah. sends it. Back. <laughs> That's nice. He's nice about it. That's funny. One one of my yeah. mentors in in San Francisco was a guy named Neil Young, and and the funny thing was about him um, was he was from the same part of Canada really as the famous Neil Young. Yeah. Uh, so he would go by N J Young, mm-hmm. but he had a home studio. Um, uh, had had you know long brown hair and um, how funny yeah yeah so the other Neil Young yeah <laughs> everybody's doppelganger is out there somewhere definitely so yeah so stickey.com writers at play.com songwriters songwriters at play.com and, yes and I'll link everything up here in the podcast as well great this is my, my this is my first podcast by wow way. and you finally did the kitchen table talk this is great <laughs> yeah. The acoustics are good here. It's easier. Oh, good. And plus, when you play the kitchen table, you get food. That's the thing. So, I, w- I wonder if people can hear the, the birds singing along. It'll pick it up. Yeah. I closed the door because Arlo was barking. So. All right. But right. Uh, he, he, he got in the CD. He's had enough playtime. So. <laughs> well, thanks, and we'll see you tonight with Lee. That'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I met Lee at that um, Mars Studio songwriting contest. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. We were both in the top eight of that, but we both lost. Oh. Um, and and for the life of me, I can't remember the, the name of the guy who won the thing. He played last, and he was 
such you know an all shucks kind of country guy and saying oh, oh there's been so much good talent tonight I, I don't think I have any chance of winning and of course he wins the whole right. thing right <laughs> played it up that's funny yeah, me and Lee and uh, Amy Obensky and um, oh, she was there too. Uh, wow. Amy, Amy Chapman was also in the top eight. We had a great, great year. Wow, of, of nice songwriters. So, so yeah, Lee's come down and played my showcases uh-huh. a couple times, and um, a lot of fun. I, I, I suggested him uh, for this. I thought it'd be oh, good. Yeah, because Marky got a hold of me and asked how she how she can get a hold of him because mm-hmm. he's played the wooden nickel. And when I found that he plays guitar, piano. Um, Banjo, dulcimer, and when and actually a couple months ago he told me he played the accordion. But you got to bring your accordion. So the next <laughs> month he goes, he shows up and he goes, "I brought my accordion." I go, "Come on, let's play something." So I had him <laughs> improvise behind three songs, and I go, "I want an accordion on my next CD." And, and oh, yeah. I, I know a player now. This is good. There you go. Yeah, this will be fun. Well, cool. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. Thank you, Mike. Well, good hearing you. So once again, Steve Key. A, a very unassuming guy who makes this songwriting thing look deceptively easy. He just writes some great songs. And uh, I wanted to mention that if you love that, that song, Record Time, as much as I do, besides Kathy Matea's pretty version, there's a really nice live version um, on a, a live house concert recording that he has a little called House Blend. And you can find that at stevekey.com. There's also a new song he played there and uh, a cover of a Steve Susskind song. So it was really great having Steve like everybody but just sitting around my kitchen table it's really wonderful to get this time with these really talented people and his show that night was great as well and I hope you like the recap of the of the whole showcase things that he that he does and I think he's a really good example of an artist giving back I mean he spends a serious amount of time you know I do my little open mic and I do a showcase out here in Corlitas which is kind of growing but Steve does these things three four nights a week you know he really gives people a place to play and he's built you know, an acoustic music scene along the Central Coast from Paso Robos to Tomorrow Bay, and it kind of varies depending on the venues that work and don't work, but he's always got three or four things going, and it's very, very admirable. And uh, they, you know, the only, only problem with Steve's showcases is he's so busy running, he doesn't play at them, which I kind of miss. But, uh, but you can find more out about Steve Key again at stevekey.com and at songwritersatplay.com. And if you're, if you're an artist... Rolling through the air, you need a place to play. I'm sure Steve could find you a spot somewhere. So that was Songs and Stories number 98. And thanks again for to Steve for coming to, coming by on his way up to the Ugly Mug that night. I really appreciate your time. Uh, coming up next on Songs and Stories, I think I'm kind of going through, you know, there's a couple of interviews here and there that I recorded this year that I haven't gotten done yet. So I think I'm going to go back and next time we'll, we'll go from one coast to the other and we'll be talking with Laura Jennings and Dana Keller, better known as a duo Jennings and Keller. They were out here last summer doing a few shows and actually got them out to Corlitas to play and do a little guest set. And that was great fun. She's a wonderful um, songwriter, singer, great harmonies. And Dana is a, a great dobro slide guitar player. And um, I, got, I got some live stuff of them I might put up on YouTube before. But we'll see. We'll see how my time plays out. But Jennings and Keller will be up in a couple of weeks in Songs of Stories number 98. Uh, once again, however you found me, whether it's on my site, michaelgaither.com, if you're subscribing in iTunes, thank you. And if you're not subscribing in iTunes, it's free. Just look for me or look for songs and stories. Or if you're hearing this on KC Cafe Radio or Grateful Dread Radio, I really appreciate the time you take to listen to these things and learn about these other artists. We all really appreciate it, actually. So, uh, so until next time, I'm Michael Gaither. This is Songs and Stories. Thanks again. I really appreciate it. Take care. <laughs>